We're going to continue with what I talked about last time, the Great Pyramid Code. Some of the findings I found on the east side of the Great Pyramid. Some markings etched into the bedrock there. So you remember that the uh, two parallel lines we saw above the Great Pyramid, one following the chamber passage system and the other the center, the north-south center of the Great Pyramid. And the trial passages mimic those. Uh, they have those two parallel lines equidistant. So uh, Mark Lehner calls the trial passages the replica passages. The, the uh, passages in the trial passages are a replica of the Great Pyramid. And so uh, that's interesting. Well, we also found there are five pointing marks right near the trial passages on the Giza Plateau. Now, I mentioned that John Romer showed that a bunch of the markings on the, uh, the east side of the Great Pyramid are very regular markings, and they are basically a one-to-one -one blueprint so that the Great Pyramid, as it was erected, could have control points and be kept from becoming a corkscrew or a leaning tower of Pisa. And those uh, holes, many of them look like this. Well, then I found these five other marks. You can see them here pointing about 100 yards east of the Great Pyramid. Actually, this is probably about 60 yards east, uh, looking to the east side of the Great Pyramid. And you can see that these point, and they're fairly specific. They're not pointing that way, the way the red is. That's, that one's pointing where the blue is. Okay, and this one you can see is pointing that way. It's not pointing that way. Even though these are somewhat gross markers, apparently they point in a relatively specific direction. Okay, so uh, I took the angles of each one of these and then uh, found out later that, uh, and so, you know, I'm making the point just like I'm pointing here and anybody was looking at what I was pointing at, they could know what I'm pointing at. You know, just as we point our finger like that and people get the idea, that's what these pointers are on the east side of the Great Pyramid. Okay, so uh, the fifth one. Uh, is shaped in an odd shape. You know, the other four are like tire treads or something, but this fifth one, uh, that angle right there is the one that goes through the Sphinx. The ones above it, you know, go east toward the Great Pyramid, actually west toward the Great Pyramid. But uh, that direction right there is through the Sphinx and the Fibonacci origin, the Fibonacci spiral that goes through the three pyramids. Now, I think that this mark looks very much like this ox foreleg. And uh, this is called Meskechu. It's the it's also the uh, uh, used as the Big Dipper. So in hieroglyphics, it's used both as the foreleg of the ox, but also as a symbol for the Big Dipper. Uh, it's also used as an ads. So uh, here's an uh, Egyptologist showing that the constellation Ursa Major can be interpreted as an ads, you know, something that was used in the opening of the mouth ceremony, or it can be interpreted as a foreleg. So all that symbolism to me is in this pointer that points through the Sphinx to the Fibonacci origin. It's just so interesting. So here's an example of the ads being used. I think this is the tomb of Seti I. And, uh, and so you can see that uh, that Meskechu that's used there is the, is the tool that was used in the opening of the mouse ceremony. Um, okay, here you can see that from the beginning of that arrow that's about where that Meskechu is, and it points toward the Fibonacci origin through the Sphinx. Okay, so again, these are uh, where those marks are to the east side of the Great Pyramid. And so I say they act as a commentary. Okay, so just as these four holes across the trial passages, so there's the trial passages there, and they form a perfectly east-west line, and it's lined up perfectly with the grotto. 
So that's saying to me that the original builders, because they're the ones that most Egyptologists say built the trial passages. So the original builders said, hey, notice the grotto. Now that's significant because the grotto, uh, and here's the stones here, I'm pointing them out, the ones that point to the grotto. The grotto is a, often considered not a, an integral part of the Great Pyramid. You often see people that don't even picture the grotto. You can see the, the side view of the Great Pyramid here. You've got the Queen's Chamber passageway there, the Grand Gallery up above, the descending passage below. But the well shaft, which goes to the grotto, is often not pictured. And because it's industrial, here's the, the Edgar Brothers picture of it, uh, around 1900 in their book. You can see that the stonework there is where the well shaft actually comes. And then the widened part of the grotto is where that... Uh, that worker is to the left there. So because it's kind of industrial looking, people just kind of say it's an afterthought. But why would those four holes be specifically pointing to it? Now I've got more to say about the grotto, but I think it's a significant part of the Great Pyramid. And I think the commentary on the ground at Giza says so. So here's the what's called the third trial passage. It's uh, it's a, a trench. It's also called the trench. It's right uh, to the west of the trial passages. It is lined up to go exactly over the top of the three satellite pyramids. It's lined up with the very center of the three satellite pyramids to the east of the Great Pyramid. So you can see a layout to the right there. So that's where the trench is, right there. You can see the Great Pyramids on the right. You can see the three satellite pyramids. And so that points right over the top of those three. So you can see the that the, the trial passages are pointing out a lot of things, okay? So here are where those other marks go that we looked at. I've superimposed the passages of the Great Pyramid, so you can see the Grand Gallery, the Antechamber, and the King's Chamber there, about where they are if you had a top view of the Great Pyramid. And so those are fairly widely recognized as important parts of the pyramid, but they are pointed out by those pointers that, that are on the east side of the Great Pyramid. So just as the trial passages, this is a side view of the trial passages, the, the, the trial passages are, which Mark Lanier calls the replica passages because they replicate all the passages inside the Great Pyramid. They're like a prophecy. They're exactly the same size, except they're foreshortened. So in, in, in the incredible keys, I think, are tucked away. The trial passages are a huge key to understanding the Great Pyramid. Okay, so that musketu that we saw, that's the uh, bull's foreleg, or the, you know, the ads that used in the opening of the mouth ceremony, though all those symbolisms there, th that pointer goes through the Sphinx and to the Fibonacci origin. That line right there, that's the one that goes through the musketu. And here it is again from a different view. You can see that from where it starts up there, right next, right to the east of the Great Pyramid, you can see it goes through the Sphinx and then down to the Fibonacci origin. And what's special about that Fibonacci origin is look look at it. It's a Fibonacci spiral, I should say. It goes through all three of the pyramids. That's why it's a unique Fibonacci spiral. And the origin is right there. I've been to the origin. It's it's like a mystic place almost. It's it's so just to go there is magical. Come to Egypt with me sometime, and we'll go to the origin of the Fibonacci spiral that goes through all three of the pyramids. That can't be by chance. That absolutely cannot be by chance that a, that a Fibonacci spiral would, would go through three of those. And uh, I pointed out last time, of course, that there's this golden cross that if you take the north-south line through the Sphinx and the east-west line and take it to the edges of the, the edges of the Fibonacci spiral and the edges of the, you know, sort of the uh, horizontal boundaries, you have this 
uh, length divided by width of that cross equals phi. So the phi proportion as a cross. So what's up with Fibonacci? What's, what's the deal? What's up with Fibonacci? What's, what's the deal here with these Fibonacci numbers? Well, here's the Fibonacci numbers right here. So just, you know, basically to cut to the chase, they're 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, 21, 34, 55, 144, 233. Those are the Fibonacci numbers. Okay, big deal. What's the deal? Well, uh, they're formed in a fairly simple way, too. You, you add uh, 1 and 2 and you get 3. And then you add 3 and 2 and you get 5. And then you add 5 and 3 and you get 8. So you take the sum, add the previous number, and you get the next sum. 13, add 8, you get 21. You know, 21, add 13, you get 34. And so uh, that sequence of numbers, this shows if you divide the 1 by the previous one, 8 divided by 5, 13 divided by 8, 21 divided by 13, you get this fraction here. Now it starts out a little funky in the beginning, you can see, but then it becomes closer and closer to what mathematicians know is the golden mean, the golden proportion, 1.6180. So these ones that show here average about 1.6, but if you continue the Fibonacci series to infinity, it almost, it comes as close as possible to being phi. It gets closer and closer to phi. So phi is the golden proportion, the golden, the golden mean. Now the spiral comes because uh, the way you do this, let's see if I can draw this here. Okay, so you start with a square of 1, okay, so there's your 1, and then you, you put 1 next to it, that's a 1, okay, then you add the 2, 1 and 2, so you've got a square of 2 now, okay, so now you add the 2 and the 1, so you have a square of 3, okay, so you add the 3 and the 2, so you have a square of 5, okay, so you add the 5 and the 3 that are here, and so you have a square of 8, so you add the, that's the 8 plus the 5, you got a square of 13, okay, and then you add the uh, the 13 here plus the 8 there, and so you got a square of 21. So the spiral is formed just by being the, uh, being the, the quadrature uh, of each one of those squares. And so the uh, this spiral continues to approach more perfectly to phi, the, go the golden number. So uh, that's just, I think, incredible. And probably one of the most incredible things, remembering now that this line over here from the Miskechu that points to the origin is that you can never really find the origin because you can always divide the one into a half and the half into a quarter and the quarter and all the way down it just keeps going. And so ultimately the origin of the Fibonacci spiral, which is pointed to by the Miskechu, is pointing to something that's sort of infinite or eternal. And those are the ideas in the Miskechu. The idea of the opening of the mouth as an ads, that was meant for the Pharaoh in the age to come to sort of be realized. You know, the opening of the mouth, which means you made it. You can now participate in the afterlife. That was the key ceremony. Or if you take it to be the foreleg of a bull, because it's interpreted both ways in the hieroglyphs, the foreleg of the bull is an offering. And it's also the same name, Miskechu, as the North Star, because the foreleg of the ox looked like the Big Dipper, so they were used interchangeably. And the Big Dipper was called the Imperishable Star because it never sets, you know, like the Sirius does. And so it's, it's an eternal star. It means now as Pharaoh, you know, you've made it to be king. So the, the 
Miskechu on the east side of the Great Pyramid that's with marks that point out all the major passages in the Great Pyramid points to an origin of a Fibonacci spiral. Now, I don't think numbers are by chance. I think that, that, they're, that they're, they show uh, serious uh, divine intention. And, and so I think that something very spiritual is being pointed out by those markers. Just some more things about Fibonacci. You know, uh, Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man is known to be a model of the human physique, and the Phi proportion is everywhere there. The Great Pyramid, which Robert Grant has found uh, superimposed in the Vitruvian Man, just read up, just do Google searches. It's the Phi proportioned pyramid. Okay, so some examples of, of how uh, the human body is uh, shows the Phi proportion. If you take the end of your fingertips to your elbow to be one, then the 0.6180 would be from your uh, elbow to your shoulder. And then the same thing with your forearm. If you take the, you know, the fingertips to the wrist, uh, that's going to be the 0.6180 to the one of your forearm. And so the human body is in the phi proportion in many ways. We all know that Greek architecture uses the phi proportion. It's part of its beauty. Uh, music. You know, a created thing, the scales follow the Fibonacci spiral. Uh, flowers, sunflower seeds, as we see here, uh, pine cones follow a Fibonacci spiral. The planets follow a Fibonacci spiral. The galaxies follow a Fibonacci spiral. Great artists use the, the, the golden proportions, the golden mean, the golden rectangle the golden spiral in in all that they do so are you listening to to what the what the power of the fibonacci is okay so here is what i was looking for i put an appeal out through instagram i said okay we've got this this one fibonacci spiral with this mystical origin that goes through all three pyramids i asked the people that know can it go the other direction and I found Will Wire uh, on Instagram who answered the call and he worked it out and he showed that there's another Fibonacci spiral that goes the other way and then we found two more and there's a center of these four. So we're going to check these places out uh, on the Giza floor, but incredible findings. And then that cross that we saw before that was defined by the Sphinx, this is a different one defined by the middle and the, and the edge of the Great Pyramid and the middle of the edge of the Khafre Pyramid and the, and the parts of this egg. Look at that egg. Those four Fibonacci's formed an egg. More of the idea of birth, rebirth, an egg. Incredible stuff being found from those markers. Remember, that's the original origin from the Mesquechu. That's the eastern marker to that origin. Incredible. So we saw that there were, from John Romer, that there were a blueprint on the east side of the Great Pyramid from marks that were there. We saw four holes that pointed to the grotto. Then we saw the, the markers on the east side, which pointed to the major internal passages of the Great Pyramid. And then we saw that fifth marker, the Miskechu, which points through the Sphinx to the origin of a Fibonacci spiral, which goes through all three Giza pyramids. Incredible. Please stay tuned as we expand upon the meaning of these significant pointers. Check out our tours on our website, greatpyramid.org. You've got the Adventurer's Tour coming at the end of February. And check out my book uh, about, about the uh, Orion Correlation Theory Extended. If you know anything about Robert Paval's Orion Correlation Theory, you'll want to get this book because it expands upon 
Uh, he, he was content to stay with the three stars in Orion's belt. I look at all the stars in Orion and where they come down to the Egyptian soil. So get my book. Well, thanks for watching. We're getting ready to uh, beef up our channel. I hope you can become a regular uh, participant uh, in this channel. Maybe support the channel and uh, come with us on tours. Support the work we're doing. Thanks for watching. Well, welcome to the Great Pyramid AIP channel. Thanks for coming out. 